everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Richard Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for being with us today. Nice to be here. Um, this week, our Prairie Doc programs are focusing on COVID-19 and what it has been like for patients and healthcare workers who have experienced COVID-19 or, um, or who have been treating patients with COVID-19. Dr. Ellsworth, could you tell us about your essay for this week that can be found in Monday's Brookings Register or online at prairiedoc.org? Yeah, um, you know, I was helping our my scouts. Uh, I'm a den leader for my, my son, who's 11, fifth grader, and uh, helping to teach them how to light a fire. And we did practice working with matches. And that was an adventure. <laughs> and uh, we all, we kind of learned, uh, learned by, uh, trial by fire, I guess, if you will. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it uh, you know, they were so excited, though. They were so excited. and To uh, start a fire. To start a fire uh-huh. and, uh, and to give the, be given the opportunity to, to do it. Um, but they were scared, you know. And, and you know, with COVID-19, I do see a lot of people that are scared. Um, and... And, and it's okay and appropriate sometimes to be scared. But when I was thinking about the fire, I thought, you know, with fire, it's 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 better to 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 learn how to deal with it, and and how to control it, and and try not to be scared because sometimes that results in problems too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and fear can paralyze us. Mm-hmm. But also with fire, we certainly don't want to get careless. Right. And we don't want to do things that add fuel to the fire if we're trying to put it out. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of goes back to that balance that I've tried to push for before with COVID-19, um, where, you know, if we can do these things to help slow the spread without, you know, ruining our economy and without ruining our, our way of life, um, but also being careful to protect those most vulnerable Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're, and then that gives us more time to learn about COVID-19 and we've made some progress with it. We have some treatments now. We don't have a all out cure, but we have things to help. And, uh, you know, a vaccine is coming. And so once we get a vaccine, it's not going to just disappear. That's going to take time too, mm-hmm. but, but we're getting there and we flatten the curve some. Mm-hmm. Now with that said, cases are on the rise and we can talk about that in a little bit yet too, but, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, the essay was, was uh, interesting for me to think about and write this week. And think about that experience with those um, 10, 11 year olds starting a fire and how they, how they learn to fear it, but also um, respect what the right. fire can yeah. do. And, respect yeah. rather than cautious respect and being careful rather than let's say fear or wanton disregard. 
We can learn a lot from our kids, can't we? Yes. Yeah, we learn a lot from our kids and the experiences and how they see the world. It's always good to hang out with a kid, isn't Definitely. it? Um, so as a reminder, if you missed Dr. Ellsworth's essay, it can be found at prairiedoc.org. Um, I wanted to mention some of our local listeners may not realize the Prairie Doc essays are actually printed in more than 130 newspapers in six states. Um, we're in South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, and now Montana is awesome. a new addition. So um, cool. it's kind of fun to think about this local effort that started with Dr. Holm here in Brookings and in South Dakota um, to provide accurate medical information really does have a have a far reach. Um, you heard from a family member this week, right? Yeah, yeah, my my parents let me know that a relative from Wyoming, I think it was, contacted them to let them know he had seen the column. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, so it is really fun to think about that that reach of the Prairie Doc programs. Well, it's time for us to go to our first break. And as we mentioned, we are going to be talking about COVID-19 or any other medical questions you would like to have us address. We'd love to have your questions. So you can give us a call now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate-intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Each week, Prairie Doc kind of picks a topic to focus on, and um, I feel like COVID-19 has been weaved into many conversations, uh, whether we're talking about lung health or mental health or rheumatology, it seems like COVID comes up. But today we're going to just take some time to focus on COVID-19. We haven't really just done that recently. So um, we're going to we're going to spend some time on that. So if you have questions about COVID-19, um, I know we've been talking about it for a while, but sometimes it's good to just go back to the basics and remember what what we're talking about here. So um, it's been nine months since we started having cases of COVID-19 in our area. Cases are on the rise. Could you tell us about the trends you are seeing in cases and hospitalizations? Well, unfortunately, they are up. I mean, for the state of South Dakota yesterday, we hit a new high of 480 hospitalizations. And um, it normally had been around that low 400 mark. Mm -hmm. And before then in the 300s, I mean, it's just uh, it's it's been doubling every month or so for the whole as a whole state. Okay. Um, 
and then locally too in Brookings uh, a month ago we often had zero to one cases at a time mm -hmm. uh, sometimes two and then uh, and then I was on for a weekend and uh, and it did increase all of a sudden it really started to get more real and uh, then it was you know four or five at a time mm -hmm. in the hospital and then now it's often been around 10 or so in the hospital and this is on top of our other patients mm -hmm. too so we've had to figure out some things with staffing with nurses how to make it work Mm -hmm. um, spilling into some other areas of the hospital that might not normally hold a patient uh, with, you know, with a, a, a medical condition mm -hmm. that's not for an area of the hospital that's more maybe more for another area. And and so we have the capacity, and we're and we're and we're doing holding our own, but uh, we're having to make some things work. And you know, and far, as far as equipment for breathing machines and not just ventilators, it's you know, but other types of units that we use to help with the breathing and to give oxygen we having to get sometimes creative with that or try to get more units and it's a balancing act with holding patients and wanting to send them to Sioux Falls they can't always accept sometimes they can it can change hour by hour it can change how severe a patient is and so it's it's we're learning and we're we're getting there and we can do it and a lot of people are stepping up and mm -hmm. making things happen and and uh, and some of our own doc uh, doctors and nurses and you know are going out of their comfort zones some mm -hmm. um and learning and i've worked in the hospital more than i have for quite a while mm -hmm. we always did mm -hmm. but uh more now to help out and and uh so it's it's i really want people to still be mindful that you know if you ever were going to be careful about what you're doing and uh to to avoid the spread of COVID 19 now is more important than ever before mm -hmm. not saying we can't do things mm -hmm. but saying we just really got to be careful mm -hmm. yeah we did have a question come in the caller says what is the preferred treatment for an older person that gets covid you know it still does depend on the severity and whether they are still okay at home and we can set them up for a monitoring program at home and check in with them or they could do some virtual visits from home, they could come into the clinic or the, you know, or if needed, the emergency room or the hospital. And if their oxygen level is low, we, we, we do want to still use oxygen and perhaps have them in the hospital for that. Sometimes we could uh, do it, for some oxygen at home, but ideally probably in the hospital. Um, we do use remdesivir now, an antiviral medication. It's, it's best started early and it's right now, it's just indicated if you're sick enough to be in the hospital um, we use steroids now, uh, if you're sick enough to be in the hospital to help decrease the body's inflammatory response that sometimes becomes the problem, but there isn't a, and then sometimes we'll do antibiotics. If it looks like a pneumonia, a secondary pneumonia, not from the COVID-19 virus, but because you had COVID-19 and then you were having problems breathing and then maybe you got a pneumonia, a bacterial pneumonia, and we'll do antibiotics then. And so none of these treatments typically um, are used right away as soon as you get the diagnosis if you're otherwise doing, doing okay um, mm -hmm. because uh, they might not actually be helpful then at all. And, and, you know, and we also have to be mindful of our resources too. Mm -hmm. So. So if, um, if someone is experiencing symptoms, is the first step still to call and call the clinic? 
Yep, get tested, get, get, get maybe have an examination to make sure your oxygen level is good and see how you're doing okay. and such. You know, if you're overall not doing too bad, maybe, but you want to just get tested, we can still just do our drive-through testing for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then as far as, um, well, let's just talk about symptoms a little bit. I know they sure. really vary. What are some of the most common symptoms we're seeing now with coronavirus? You know, we've always said... Uh, fever, cough, and shortness of breath. And those are the top three, the main three yet. But there's certainly some people that just feel a little fatigued, tired, and maybe achy or a headache. Uh, other people might ha- have a sore throat um, or, or even a runny nose. You know, um, that loss of sense of taste or smell does seem to, you know, help differentiate compared sometimes to colds and flus in general or influenza. Um, Diarrhea, some GI symptoms, gastrointestinal, you know, uh, some diarrhea or nausea, certainly some part of it for some people and not, the, not others. It just is amazing the variety of symptoms from person to person sometimes. When you so. list all those symptoms, I'm, it's kind of like if you feel sick with whatever symptom, <laughs> yeah. it's a possibility. It's COVID. I know, is that, I, I mean, know. is that kind of right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when you yeah. list all these things. And that's why we still push for testing because otherwise we don't really couldn't say for sure right that it's not it okay yeah because it is i mean everything from a runny nose to diarrhea (laughs) (laughs) so i mean if you're not feeling well it could be yeah covid yeah so yeah yeah, and then you know so if that's the case don't go to work Mm -hmm. don't be mixing around with people and and try to stay home and try to just wear your mask and if you want to be tested get tested Mm -hmm. yep and then the recommendation, is it still the 14 days or? From when symptoms start, if you have COVID and the symptoms get better within that time period, 10 days okay. of quarantine. Okay. But for anyone you, you've been with for closer than more than 15 minutes within six feet and, you know, without masks on, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that, it's that two weeks mm-hmm. because it could take that long before you were to start to get symptoms. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with this. You know, I've known uh, cases where a family got together and then the person got sick, you know, a week, started to get sick a week later. Okay. And then got more sick a week after that. Okay. So then they were in the hospital, you know, two weeks later or so. And then they were in the hospital for a you know, week or so. And then, and then they um, maybe, you know, some, obviously many, hopefully, and many do get better, but, but some don't. And then... And then if they might want going on hospice for a week mm-hmm. and then they passed away and then it's another week before you even heard about it, you know, on, on was counted. Sure. So there's these times where a family event occurs and we don't actually hear about the, the numbers of hospitalizations and deaths weeks or month later. Sure. So as we get closer to Thanksgiving time and you're planning your Thanksgiving plans and what to do with getting together with family, mm-hmm. keep that in mind that, you know, that is an intimate thing getting mm-hmm. together at a table, eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can you arrange that or alter your plans or get creative? And tradition is wonderful, but sometimes breaking a little from tradition, but still being mindful of what you're doing to make it a, a great experience, sometimes can make it even more of a fun, right. fun memory, a mm-hmm. new tradition. Yes. Yeah. For one year. Remember that one year? Oh, yeah, that COVID year. <laughs> right. When we, you know, did this or that instead and we ate outside or whatever else, yeah. you know, 
Hopefully yeah. the weather's nice. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. So we'll see. Yeah, we um, our family did things different for Halloween this year. We made some changes, and I think and the we, kids did great. Yeah, you we know, had they, a great if, time. if it's you know, if you go at it like, oh, I, kids, it's such a bummer. You can't trick or treat like normal. You can't do this like normal. It, then it's more of a bummer than if you, hey, let's do this. Right. You know, try to spin it positive, and and everyone can have more of a fun time i think right yep try to we all just have to think a little differently this year and there's lots of ideas out there if you need ideas you know go searching on the internet and all that for ways to do things different safe fun things like that um so we talked about some of the symptoms of covid19 i always find it totally fascinating these people who are asymptomatic with covid19 yeah tell me more about that how that works what yeah. what how does how does that happen yeah you know and thankfully mm-hmm. that you could have COVID-19 and not have symptoms and we said from the very start from the no, what we knew from China that you know 80 percent of the time it might be very mild symptoms to no symptoms and, uh-huh. you know maybe even up to what I think I saw 1.45 percent or maybe less than that could have no symptoms and that's great mm-hmm. you know but that but how you can still spread it though and, you know, that peak time to spread is that day before you have symptoms. So it's such a you bummer. could be spreading it and you don't have symptoms. And right. then the next day you're going to have symptoms. Yeah. So that's that's why the mask, even when you're not having symptoms. Right. All right. Well, it's time to go for our next break. So if um, listeners have questions about COVID-19 or other medical questions, we encourage you to give us a call now at 605 692 1430. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc on KBRK and on our podcast. Our programs are available um, as a podcast. Just look for the Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. It's time to get your flu shot. The influenza virus is a seasonal illness that changes every year. That is why the CDC recommends a new flu shot each year for everyone over six months of age. Now is the time to get your 2020 vaccine. It is especially important to receive the vaccine this year while we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic. The flu vaccine, along with good hand washing, mask use, and social distance, will help you from getting and spreading influenza and COVID. Vaccines are available at your provider's office as well as many area pharmacies. Please make it a priority to get your flu shot soon. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Before our break, we are talking about COVID-19 and how um, how it is spread, how sometimes people are asymptomatic, and how some people have a whole variety of symptoms. But you were mentioning, Dr. Ellsworth, that it is important we wear a mask because that 24 hours before you might experience symptoms is when you might be the most contagious. Tell me a little bit more about mask wearing yeah you know remember it's it's mostly to protect others from your germs like you know if you sneeze that mask hopefully captures many of those droplets Mm -hmm. that are carrying the virus and uh 
uh, and they've been working. You know, they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was an example I heard about of uh, some hairdressers that had COVID, mm-hmm. and they were wearing masks the whole time, and they didn't couldn't sp- locate any positives that came from them working for several days mm-hmm. with COVID mm-hmm. um, because they were wearing their masks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 the the rate I saw without a mask, uh, you know, for kind of some incidental contact or whatever, the chance was like seventeen percent without a mask and like five percent with a mask. Okay. You know, so it doesn't go down to zero, mm-hmm. and it isn't one hundred percent if you weren't wearing a mask in the first place. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it helps, and that's exponentially better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We that's the, we're it's a numbers game with this. We we. We aren't going to get it to zero, and we, but we don't want everyone sick at once, or that would be a complete disaster. And so that's, that's you know, from the start, we talked about flattening the curve and doing what we can. And obviously, masks aren't the only thing. You know, avoid touching your face. Avoid, you know, try to, try to use that, wash your hands when necessary, especially before eating and, or touching your face and such, and, and, uh, and the social distancing and trying to stay six feet away. You know, and you can have a conversation with someone a little bit further apart nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. We had another um, caller with a question. The person is experiencing a head cold, symptoms included a stuffy nose, drainage, etc. Is it still safe for them to get a flu shot or should they get tested for COVID before getting a flu shot? Yeah, that's a good question. And, uh, you know, in general, we're going to recommend a flu shot uh, f- um, but, uh, you know, if you're curious, if you have COVID, it might be good to get tested first. And then in, you know, we are saying that it, and from what we've are seeing mm-hmm. and uh, people have, that have had COVID that got flu shots, they're just fine. And myself included. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, um, but you know, while you're sick, uh, <sighs> When you were sick in the past, it, we still thought it found it was safe to get a flu shot. And mm-hmm. so we, we do know it, it's safe. But if you're c- worried mm-hmm. or whatever, then wait a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and, then, and then get the flu shot. Okay. You know, especially since it's, it's earlier yet. Now, it's granted, it'd be nice to get the flu shot here, usually by the end of October, certainly November. Um, but, uh, but, you know, right now, if you're curious, I'd maybe get that COVID test first. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of go from there. Yeah. But you certainly don't want to flu and COVID at the same time. So, right. So we don't want to, do to have, have them at the same yeah. time. So it'd be nice to prevent the influenza with the shot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and granted, they're not, the shot's not perfect at preventing influenza, but it is shown to decrease risk of hospitalization in severe cases for sure. Okay. And helps to cut down on having them in the first place. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, another caller says the husband had, husband had two negative COVID tests but had all the symptoms. What's the likelihood he had COVID and um, and maybe it wasn't, maybe the test just didn't show that he had it? You know, that is possible. The fact that he had two negative, you know, makes it even less likely. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on the test. Some of these rapid tests aren't as good. You know, there's a higher room for error. Mm-hmm. In general, the posi- if they're positive, you, you, you really probably had it. Uh, the chances of a false positive are much lower. The chances of it saying you have it when you didn't have it are much lower than the chances of a false negative saying you don't have it when you actually did have it. Okay. Because there's so many factors with that. Maybe maybe the the swab didn't 
go in enough or didn't capture it, didn't happen to capture it or a problem with the test detecting it or, or what. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but uh, two negatives is reassuring. You mm-hmm. know, you could still get a antibody test here now later if you wanted to be, to check on that. Uh-huh. The blood test, antibodies, see if you formed antibodies. But uh, certainly there's still plenty of other things that can cause these symptoms. Yes, I see that's you a know? follow-up question they have. They yeah. say, if it wasn't COVID, then what could have it been? Yeah, like well, you know, we've we've seen, uh, you know, other good old viruses that caused colds in the past. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of them, and mm-hmm. we have seen some of them. And, and you know, because sometimes we want to know we're doing some more of these panels that test for a whole bunch of viruses at once sometimes than we ever used to. Okay. Uh, but they can be really expensive. So okay. usually, you know, we don't do those because in the end, the treatment is rest and time for a lot of those other viruses. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like going forward with influenza season coming, for the most part, we're, we are going to be testing for influenza, COVID-19, RSV, okay. which for you and I gives us a cold. Yep. But for some babies can be quite severe. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and strep. And so, uh, I think, I think strep was the fourth one. Um, and so the, the, uh, these, that we might do these, these tests for all four at once for most people. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Because they are, there is so much overlap amongst the symptoms. And And you could have more than one at once Mm -hmm. and so on. So that, it might be this fourplex system uh, it, and it depends on the the symptoms still yet sure. and and it depends on the clinic and what in uh, hospital and what uh what tests they have mm-hmm. but but as we get into those seasons that really overlap mm-hmm. we, we'll probably be testing for more than one thing at a time okay well it's time for us to go to our final break we appreciate you calling in with your questions today we'll have just a few minutes left if you want to call in at 605 692 1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Uh, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've had several questions come in today. We love that. Thank you so much for calling in with your questions. Uh, during the break, we had another call come in um, regarding the symptoms of COVID. This caller says, is COVID ever diarrhea and vomiting, or is it usually just chest congestion well it the short answer is yes it could it could be okay granted like we said before there's good old the stomach flu that can go around which is not influenza it's viral gastroenteritis and from 
from a virus and Mm -hmm. that could certainly cause diarrhea and vomiting that's usually what causes diarrhea and vomiting but Mm -hmm. this covid can cause that as well Mm -hmm. Uh, and just that and it could just cause chest congestion granted chest congestion could come from some other good old cold virus or regular coronavirus Mm -hmm. which can cause a cold or rsv or parainfluenza virus various more benign milder viruses um, or allergies for that matter, perhaps. Um, but it, yes, otherwise it's possible it could be COVID too. So. Okay. Yeah. Before the break, you were talking about the, um, the variety of tests for COVID, influenza, RSV, and one other. Possibly strep. Yeah. And possibly strep. Um, why is it important to know? I mean, it's nice to know. It's nice to say, yeah. I have strep. This is yeah. what I have. But wh- like, what yeah. are I mean, the- if you had influenza, RSV, or COVID, and it was mild, mm-hmm. we'd probably want you to stay at home, get your rest, push fluids, and give it time. Okay. But uh, certainly if it's strep, we could treat that with an antibiotic. Okay. Depending on influenza and how bad it is, we might want to get you started on a particular antiviral medication for influenza, Tamiflu, okay. for that. And if it was COVID, we want to know that for containment purposes and... For treatment purposes, if if it got worse, then, we, then like I said, we might treat it with steroids, uh, another type of antiviral medication, or uh, antibiotics, depending and for depending on the situation. And it helps to know as soon, you know, as earlier on, what's going on. Okay. All in all, when I listen to you talking today, I think about how important it is to have established care with a primary care provider. So when you're trying to figure out all these things, you um, know who to go to to ask these questions to and check into it yeah and remember it's going to be a team effort because Mm -hmm. so much is going on we are so busy you might not get to see your own doctor but they they can you know they will probably may be involved at least in the periphery or be aware Mm -hmm. and 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 uh, can can help you through it okay well before we go please be sure to tune in to south dakota public broadcasting television and the prairie doc facebook page for on call with the prairie doc most thursdays starting at 7 p.m tomorrow november 5th the on call with the prairie doc television show will be about covid19 prairie doc host andrew ellsworth along with avera hospitalist dr clarissa barnes and Avera's Vice President for Clinical Quality, Dr. David Bassel, will share stories of COVID-19 experiences from both the patient's and the healthcare organization's perspective. So tune in for that tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. They know a lot more about COVID than I do, so that'll be a great show. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. That'll be some great guests. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for The Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.